Hello, horror guys and gals, and welcome back to the We Love Horror podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything and anything horror. I'm Michael, and today I'm joined from my two dear friends from all the way across the pond, Phil and Laura from the Horror Project podcast. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hello. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi, my name's Phil, and yes, I'm from the Horror Project podcast. And I'm from Sales and Trusted Glamorous Assistant, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're from Yorkshire in the UK, but the UK. <laughs> That's awesome. Michael, Michael, you don't know how how lucky you are because Laura's put on the lipstick, especially for you. Oh, honestly, Ooh. I was like, this is like a night out because we're in full lockdown here, so we can't leave our house. Um, wow. So I was like, I'm putting fucking lipstick on for this. I this love that. <laughs> oh, she she dressed up for the occasion. She is ready to go. I love it, and I'm yeah. and I'm so happy that you guys wanted to come onto the show. So I'm really stoked. I'm really excited because this is like the this is like legit the first um like guest episode like besides the one that I did with my sister, but like with another podcast since I um took my hiatus. So I'm really excited to have you guys on first. So. Yay. Well, this is our first ever guest appearance anywhere, so yeah, we're nervous, you. but very excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm nervous too. I'm like sitting here like, oh, got to make sure it's really good. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you guys want to um, first and foremost shout out like or talk about your podcast, like let everybody know that's listening, what you guys do for yours? Yeah, so we're the Horror Project podcast and I started it back in October around Halloween time. And obviously we've had lockdown all year. I thought, I'm really bored. I love <laughs> podcasts. I love films. I love horror films. Let's do it. Let's just have a podcast. And I yeah. said to you one day, do you want to be in a podcast, Laura? Oh, yeah, sure. So that was <laughs> the easiest question I had to ask. <laughs> you just wanted me to uh, make it interesting. Yeah, so if you listen to our podcast, the first episode is terrible. No, it's not terrible. I love it. I love it. It's, it's me on my own, and it's 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 tough. So you need somebody to bounce off and have a conversation with. And it's been you fun. do. I do. I'm terrible. <laughs> no, I'm the same way. The illusion that the podcast is made a thousand percent better by having Laurie with me. But yeah, at the same time, I have like two percent of the horror knowledge that Phil has. Like. You are the, the brains behind everything. Well, I'm not saying I'm not a massive horror expert. There's huge gaps in my knowledge of horror, but it's a subject I enjoy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been a really fun, a fun thing to do. Yeah. And it's so much fun to just find other people like ourselves that love horror as much as we do. Like, it's just been so fun this past year, like getting to know you. Um, and like meeting up with you guys and talking to you and, you know, now we're recording a podcast episode together. So I'm yeah. just really, really excited. Like I'm over the moon about it. So, um, yeah, but I, uh, did you want to also let the listeners know, like what got you guys into horror in the first place? Like what, uh, I guess what sparked um, it. I think I've always been interested, you know, as a kid with my friends in the playground, oh, have you seen Jaws, for example? Have you seen this film? It's like a badge of bravery as a kid. And it yeah. never left. Have you seen this film? Have you seen that film? It's just spawned on through my life. It's you've always, always been there. Um, you've always really been into Halloween as well. Like I know, obviously, it's a huge thing over there for you guys. But oh yeah, was, when we were kids, it was never like as big a thing. Obviously, it seems to have escalated like the yeah. past few years. But you've always kind of loved 
I love the holiday. That time yeah. of year, yeah. I can remember being a kid and, do you know, um, I don't know what you might call them, bin bags, trash bags. Refuge oh, yeah. Bags. The, yeah. the, uh, the trick or treat thing, right? The thing that you take around yes. the yeah, yeah. We usually yeah, use like yeah. a. I call it the actual costume. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> you were a trash yeah. bag, huh? That was the costume in the <laughs> early nineties in the UK. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Did you have you have you guys seen like pictures of how people used to dress up for Halloween, like back in like the really really olden yeah. days? It's terrifying. Like and if I like, and witches and things and yeah. yeah, and like these masks that they wear, I'm just like, uh, no, no. Like I would not want to celebrate Halloween during that time. Like I love all things spooky and scary. Don't get me wrong, but like I look at those pictures and I'm like, that is scary. Like what? What made you guys come up with that concept? I don't know. It's just <laughs> people would pay a lot of money to look like that for Halloween nowadays. So they're really right? good costumes. I know. It's like. Where's the creativity now these days? Like everyone's just like, I'm just gonna be like a slutty nurse, or I'm just gonna. Oh you know. God! Yeah, it's, it's so frustrating as a woman, like going costume shopping for Halloween because it's like. A, I'm gonna be a slutty cat. A freaking yeah. a, a slutty wasp or a slutty bee. It's like I don't want to be a slutty anything. I just want. Wanna... <laughs> right or it's like or it's like if if you're a man it's like oh i'm gonna be either a lumberjack or a freaking like i don't know a lifeguard or something <laughs> i don't know it's just Basically just a stripper a glorified stripper exactly no halloween 2021 when we can get stuck into being sluts once again right <laughs> oh my god can you imagine um a slutty donald trump oh my gosh <laughs> with like with like little you know like titty tassels the little tassel yes. and <laughs> just a donald trump mask and just walk around with like um, oh my lord absolutely i'm i'm calling that, I'm that. <laughs> you, should, you should copyright that laura you should uh you should make that costume yourself and just sell the right uh keep the rights to it so you can make money off of it <laughs> love it um but yeah so uh, before we get into it, what are you guys drinking today? Because I know that you guys have like the tradition of, you know, you have your drinks before you start kind of thing. So I kind of wanted to join in with you guys today. So what are you guys yes. drinking? I'm drinking. What are you? What am I drinking? You bought me this. Oh, one. it's called Phantom River. So there's a horror. There's a horror link there. Phantom. Nice. Phantom River, Ooh. which is a white um, Sauvignon Blanc from goodness knows where. Yeah. And I'm drinking a, a nice California Malbec. Delicious. Mm. Delicious. What have you got there? Um, some red wine. I can't think of what it's... Stella Rosa is what it's called. Ooh. It's like the... Delicious. Yeah, it is. It's so good. It's like the Stella Rosa Black. And, like, I'm really picky when it comes to wine because I have to have it, like, really sweet. Like, I cannot do, like, the, the bitter wine that, like, has no taste. Mm-mm not my thing yeah. <laughs> so it's like i stick to the the sweet wine but uh did you guys want to do a toast before we start oh, yes. a fantastically fun episode so cheers, cheers. virtual cheers. virtual toast to you guys cheers we're clinking our glasses dear listener to, the, to our <laughs> computer screens <laughs> yes although um it's five past nine at night here what time is it for you is it an acceptable time to be drinking is that okay <laughs> Hey, it's five o'clock somewhere, so oh, it's nice. it's two o'clock in the afternoon, and you know what? It's oh, it's, it's my day off, so yeah, exactly. It's Saturday. It's fine. 
Yes. Ooh. Cheers to the weekend, guys. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. <laughs> um, but yeah, so did you guys want to get into what episode we're talking about today? Yes, we are talking about the 1975 shark classic, <laughs> Jaws. Uh, the shark, in my opinion, the shark movie of all shark movies, if we're being real. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every other shark film is compared to this one. This is this is it. But yeah, I have some uh, little facts here for a second that I wanted to read off for you guys. Um, so yeah, it was released in 1975. It was directed by Steven Spielberg. And they filmed it with a budget of $7 million, which, I mean, that's like nothing compared to today's standards. I feel like most movies made these days are like $50 million or $100 million. You know, it's so high yeah. up in the... But uh, it made a lot of money. So, like, the opening weekend, it made about $7 million. And then overall in the USA, it made $260 million. And then worldwide, it made $470 million. So, that's I think incredible. it did. I know. I think it definitely made its return and then some. So <laughs> it's amazing how much money this movie made. But I also love how, I don't know, I love how this movie really took a lot of directions that like were never seen before with like specific movies. I don't know, like this, I feel like this movie is so unique in its own right. And like, I was talking to you guys before we started recording. I love how the effects in this movie are still pretty good, even to today's standards. Like, I, don't I know. think, honestly, Spielberg had a ton of issues making this film. You know, you do a bit of research and that shark didn't want to play along. <laughs> a real tough film to make. Right, but you would never know that from watching the movie, like, because it, it never oh. it never seems like they ever had an issue with, like, the shark at all. Like, anytime you see the shark, it looks it looks so real that I was, I there were times when I was like, damn, that shark looks so realistic. I'm almost convinced that they actually had a real shark on set. <laughs> you barely see it. Like, the times you see it, it's, oh, there it is, there it is. It's right. Barely used. Yeah, I was going to say, it's so good that sometimes I want to see more of it. And I know that often seeing more of something can ruin it for you. But, yeah, there were moments where you're just like, oh, I just want to see that bloody amazing it's there, it's shark. There. Yeah. <laughs> and when you and when i feel like when you do see it like it really pays off like in the in the scenes that you do see it you're not expecting it so um i was actually watching it with my sister and there were like times when we were watching it together and the shark would pop up and my sister would be like oh because she had she's never seen jaws before um really? so this was, yeah so this was her first time like watching it um she didn't watch what the whole thing she uh, i mean oh, she, wow. she has different differing opinions about it um okay. she thought that some parts were a little more boring than others like there were parts <laughs> that she thought kind of dragged on a little bit too long but uh yeah no like there were scenes where she was like audibly gasping because she was like oh my gosh that was you know because you're not <laughs> expecting it and i love i love that aspect about it i love the you know and i love how they don't reveal the shark right away either no, it's, it's, it's over an hour. It must be well into the film before you even get a glimpse. Oh, for sure. And, like, I love how yeah. they do the first scene with the um, girl on the beach because they're, like, at a beach party. And she yeah. goes off and she wants to go skinny dipping with this guy that she's, like, you know, making googly eyes with at the party. And then what what happens? Does he, he like, passes out on the beach or something? Yeah, he... <laughs> Yeah, he's too pissed. And um, yeah, he passes out on the beach and he can't go in. But I was just about to say, um, I love all the, um, you know, the shark's eye view 
camera work that you get. Yeah, yeah. I love all of that yeah. stuff. Even though, like, you're not seeing the shark, but you're seeing it from the shark's point of view, and you're like, oh my god, it's, it's gonna get it. It's so right. Exciting. And then you get that amazing score underneath it too. That's just like, um, and that's like, a, I feel like another thing that really sets this movie apart is the score because I feel like without the score, it definitely wouldn't have had the same effect as it has. Yeah, yeah. The score is the shark. Like, that, da, 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 that is the shark. You know, yeah. you hear that, you think, whoa, we're in trouble. I know, and even like today, like two-year-old kids when having a bath, <laughs> they will hear that music because yep. their dad is like doing it with the toys and stuff. So it's still like so prevalent. Oh yeah, in everyone's lives. It's it, like, huge. I can yeah. remember being a kid in the bath and thinking, "Oh god, I'm so frightened to be in the water." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it took me. I will admit, it took me a really long time to watch this movie, just because like I've always had a fear of like deep water and sharks i'm not a fan of sharks um <laughs> and this movie kind of solidifies the fact why i don't fuck with sharks like they're not you know they're not something i want to you know encounter but you're not, I alone, remember... you're not alone i think it scared a lot of people of, of sharks yeah well and i'm just i'm also terrified of the ocean in general like it, uh... it honestly scares the living crap out of me that we know more about our solar system than we do about our own ocean. Yeah. Like that terrifies me. So it's like, I don't, I don't fuck with sharks. I don't fuck with the ocean. Like that's, <laughs> it, it freaks me out. But Fair enough. Are you a good, are you a good swimmer? Can you swim? Cause yeah, I'm I, a terrible swimmer. I, I can swim. Um, there was one time when I, not to get too off subject here, but I'll tell a quick story. <laughs> there was one time where I was at a beach in San Diego and I got stung by a stingray. Like it was like a sand. It was one of those sand wow. stingrays. And you're supposed to like shuffle when you walk across the sand so that it kind of like scares them off. But I stepped right on one and the barb went up through the heel of my foot. It was oh, not fun. Oh my God. Yeah. It was like some of the worst pain I've ever encountered. So yeah, I, I haven't been back into the ocean since then. <laughs> so I'm not surprised. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Another reason why I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the ocean or open water in general, but um. Real quick, I kind of wanted to get back into uh, the score real quick because we were talking about yes. how how much the score impacted this movie. And I remember there was a time in college when I was taking a communications class. And I don't exactly know why this subject was brought up, but our communications teacher kind of brought up like um, different kind of music that makes us feel a certain type of way. And so she brought, she put on the Jaws theme and like she, after she was done playing it, she asked us all like what we thought about it. And we're like, oh, well, it gives, a, it gives us an anxiety. Like it's just so anxiety inducing. It, it really is. And it's, it's, it sounds like such a simple score when you listen to it, but it, it just, it, like the psycho, I feel like with the psycho score, it's the same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's just, I don't know. There's just something unnerving about it and as you were saying before, it is the shark. Like when I hear that, when I hear that music, I'm just like, Nope, mm -mm, I'm out. Like if I'm in any open body of water and I think about that music, I'm, I'm done. I'm like, get me out of here. It's just so tense, isn't it? It just adds so much to like the imagery of the film. It's just perfect. It's an yeah. amazing score. Yeah. I think everything John Williams does is just, is, is incredible. Like right. Star Wars, Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. Oh. Tons more that I can't think of from head, but is is incredible. 
all good ones yeah and um I love how when he first introduced the score to Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg Spielberg was like, seriously? (laughs) He kind of laughed. He was like, is this it? Like, is this the score? And I don't think you realized at the time how influential that score was going to become because I feel like, honestly, as I said before, I just feel like without that score, that movie wouldn't be as effective. So you're right there, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's, I feel like, I guess that's the case with a lot of movies. I feel like without, you know, a musical score, we wouldn't have movies in general. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like musical scores and stuff are very underrated, like the very underrated part of film. I I feel like a lot of people don't realize how beneficial like the music is, you know. Going off topic slightly, we, we did a recent episode that's coming up about Bram Stoker's Dracula, the 1992 one. I'm stoked to listen to that. uh, Yeah! Yeah, I'm stoked. I see what you did there. But that's exactly (laughs) the same thing there. The scar adds so much. That might not actually be individuals, but the scar is really adding so much fear to it. It's standalone scars as well that you could actually listen to. Like, there's not much music like that that you could listen to in your private life going about your business in headphones and still feel something like it's not the kind of music that you would usually listen to but i feel like john williams scars are just you can listen to them wherever whenever and you're still gonna feel it's still gonna evoke something in you et et oh yes (sighs) yeah don't anyway. even get me started on don't even get me started on that movie because uh I can talk about that movie for freaking hours. <laughs> like so I, Laura, I think. Oh no, I th- oh I hate ET. <laughs> oh, you hate it? No, well, I don't hate the movie. I just hate E.T. E- <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Does he does he freak you out? <laughs> no, I just find him really irritating. I just think he's a dick. <laughs> I, I guess he's lovely. <laughs> anyway, we digress. We digress. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, we're getting we're getting off topic here. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about how effective like the opening scene is, just because you don't yeah. see the shark, but you see like the effect that the shark has, like how much power he has. Because when he's like just flinging her around everywhere, and she's just going in every which direction, you know. I heard rumors that she had like broken her hip or something or like during or she had a broken hip during that scene. So like all of the screams that she was making were like screams of pain. But then I've also read that that's just like a myth. So I don't know. I don't really know what is real and what's not. So I don't know. I love if that was true. I mean, bad for her if it's true, but I would love if that was true. Because what a great, what a great anecdote. I think in the 70s, health and safety wasn't quite what it was today. Definitely. I think it's ten, I think it's ten guys pulling a rope that's connected to this woman. Yeah, and just jumping her around. Yeah, because she has like a harness on, and they're just yeah. you know, pulling her every which way, and um and I heard that they weren't getting like the desired effect from her, like uh as f- fear wise. So they just randomly pulled her under the water without telling her. So when she gets pulled under the water and she screams, it's like a genuine like reaction. So that is so naughty. Yeah, <laughs> no, right. no, it's amazing because she's trying to catch a breath and then she's down, and it's so scary. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, and then and then in the next scene, I feel like this is when you get introduced to uh, Chief Brody and his family, 
And I wanted to make a point in this scene because um, I thought it was funny how his son, Michael, comes into the kitchen and his hand is like cut. And he's like, did you cut your hand on the swing set? I told you not to swing on the swing set. It's not fixed yet. And then he goes out to like leave in his car and his wife and his son is back on the broken swing set again, swinging on it. I'm like, I know it's not for the very first time today. So I've seen this film loads, but not for years. And we watched it today. Oh, he's bleeding. Sharks love blood. Yeah. Yeah. He's cutting his hand and he comes in and he says to his mom, Can I go swimming? And I was like, Not swimming, bleeding. Right. Never noticed that before. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's um there's a lot of people that make some very foolish choices in this movie. Oh, so many, like right from the start when you were talking about the first scene and the talk about going swimming and you can see that it's dusk, it's like getting dark and you're like, you're drunk. It's like, yeah, that's not a good idea. Mm-mm. Yeah, not don't you know good. that uh, sharks feed at night? Did you did you not know that? Oh, okay, well. Yeah, this is what to... said, but like surely if you live somewhere like that, you would know that sharks feed at dawn and dusk. So just don't yeah. swim. Yeah, but some of these kids like from out of town visitors to the island for the summer. So yeah, they, they might not on. know that. Come on. She paid the ultimate price. <laughs> yeah, she did. She learned the hard way, didn't she? Yes. <laughs> As a little but... crab nibbling on a finger on a beach. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, they find a yeah. Find bits mm. of her on the beach. They though. find like yeah, don't they find like her torso and her arm? Yeah, and I also she's got really she's got really gross nail polish on it. Yeah, really it looks nasty. Yeah, <laughs> and then she's got crabs crawling all over her arm, like her arms just sticking up outside. Yeah. Which, which I also read another fun fact for you guys, if you didn't know. Um, so they were originally used like a prop hand for her hand, but uh, Steven Spielberg yeah. was like, that doesn't look very real, so they just buried the uh, stunt double in the sand, and so like that's her real arm like sticking out. So it's like that's an actual cool. arm. Yeah, so that was something that I learned on um, most pre- most recent watches that I was like, oh, because I was kind of looking up some facts of, um, on the movie before we started, the ones that I didn't know about per se, and this is one of them that I kind of found out about and was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So nice facts. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was fun to you know kind of spew some facts here and there, but <laughs> yeah. I but, think uh, things like that make all the difference, though. Like, even if the audience doesn't notice, like, I feel like as a director, I was a PA, if you would feel better about that, about like I did that right. That's a real arm. That's, that's, that's real. a real arm right there, <laughs> and I put it there. We used a real arm, put real makeup on it, everything. Her nails look disgusting. Yeah, the, the shit nail polish. <laughs> <laughs> she had it coming, that girl. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the nail polish alone. That girl looked dead. We did our job. <laughs> mm. But I just also wanted to talk about um speaking of like stupid people in this movie, I just feel like I mean I'm gonna play devil's advocate a bit here just because like I can see it from both sides, but you know, all the people in town are bitching and complaining because they want to shut down the beaches because, you know, they just had a shark attack. And everyone in town is like, no, we can't shut down. It's it's the busiest weekend of the summer, blah, blah, blah. Like, what are we going to do about money? I own a hotel. I do this. I do that. It's like, but then when shit starts happening, like, they still don't shut down the beaches until, like, 
doesn't another person die like don't do two more people die before they finally shut down the beach yeah yeah. i think it takes a second shark killing in front of pretty much everyone sees this killing yeah oh yeah we've got a problem now guys i think we need to pack it in this it kind of reminds me of how the uk government dealt with the um corona crisis right like oh so more people are dying oh yeah but we're still not we're not going to close the borders we're not going to shut the schools no but people are still like dying yeah we're not going to do that it's like oh, yeah let's just fucking do it because <laughs> it's the coronavirus <laughs> coronavirus laws uh what are those i've never heard of those before <laughs> yeah, yeah it, the, that stupid man in the anchor jacket the mayor it's the mayor, the mayor. The mayor. yeah, the yeah. Mayor. What, what a fucking dick right and like he's probably the main villain after the shark uh uh-huh yeah oh yeah like if anything he's he's pretty much to blame for all of it because he refuses to shut down and it's like you would think after you know okay i see maybe a girl getting attacked they're not sure if it's a shark or not so we're not going to shut down the beaches just yet but when a little boy gets killed like because that's that's the scene where everyone's at the beach and like he goes back into the water and i i like how this scene is set up because there's so many like false kind of scares I guess you scene, isn't it? yeah because because brody's sitting there on the beach and he's kind of just watching the water trying to pay attention and then you know he sees something coming up behind this old lady that's kind of like floating on this like raft type deal but then you just see it's like some old guy and then you see a dog go into the water for like a stick, but the dog never comes back. Yeah. <laughs> and then the dog never comes back. So you're like, oh shit, something's about to go down. Yes. And then you get like all those kids that go into the water. And I feel like for the time in the seventies, I feel like that was a probably a really intense scene for audience members to watch because I feel like nowadays it's not so taboo to kill off children in movies anymore. Like I just feel like that's kind of like yeah the- no I think you're right yeah. definitely right yeah but like uh, I, that like- scene's amazing it just plays into Brody's anxieties he's just on edge yeah beach watching everyone it's incredible it's great it's the, so good. The, the part that really touched me was um, when the boy has been taken and the mother has realised that he's not come out of the water yeah so she's calling for him and it reminds me of you know when Bambi loses his mother oh. <laughs> and he's just- He's just shouting, mother, mother. It just reminded me of that. She was like, Bambi, she was like, oh. The only kid not to come (laughs) Yeah, it was really sad. It's hard. Yeah, it's very heartbreaking because it's like you put yourself in in that mother's shoes and you're like, I can't, I can't imagine what it would be like to lose a child. Like, especially that violently. I I don't know. It's just. And you just see enough of it to the bit of gore flying out of the water is just enough oh my god did you see that yeah yeah and well and it's and it's insane how like realistic the like the blood effects still look like it looks it looks gnarly like that seems pretty violent like so like i was saying like i just feel like back in the day it was probably super shocking for audience members to watch a kid get basically torn apart (laughs) by a Mm -hmm. shark so i think spielberg's pretty brave so like the first it's women children and animals his first kills (laughs) Yep. <laughs> it's a bold move. All the big nowadays, um, nowadays, there would be more outrage about killing a dog than killing a child, I feel like. Right. They'd be like, oh, you can kill off all the children in the movie, just don't kill that dog. Yeah. 
<laughs> whatever you do, don't kill that dog or I'm um, <laughs> gonna. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get this film taken off. I, w- I don't want this film to be aired anymore. <laughs> um, oh man. I do but. have, I made one note um, that um, I keep, it just keeps flashing in my peripheral vision. Go for it. All it says is old bitch, terrible. oh are you talking about the one where they have the town meeting and she's like i'm not gonna shut down because i have a hotel is that the one you're talking about it's a different old bitch (laughs) (laughs) it's not old bitch number one it's old bitch number two yeah i think it's the old bitch in the brody's office i think it's brody's secretary oh yeah 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 i obviously took like a big disliking to her when I was watching the film today. It just says, old bitch terrible. And the note below it, I don't know who this is referring to, just says, old bastard, annoying. That might be the guy who was swimming who goes, oh, you never go in the water, do you, Brody? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You never never go in the water, do (laughs) you? I've just picked out just people I hate. That's just standard for me. Yeah, nice hat. (laughs) I love that. <laughs> but yeah, I love I love how like at the town meeting too, they're all like, you know, even just just the stupidity of some of these people. Like, like I said, I want to play devil's advocate and put myself in their shoes for a minute. Like, you know, as far as business goes, it would be pretty hard to just shut down like a summer town, you know, because of something like that, just because it's like you could go out of business. You know, it's hundred percent understandable. Yeah, I mean, if they're a summer town, it's their only time of year to make a lot of money. Yeah, but at the, close the beach. right. But at the same time, it's like a child just got killed. What's it gonna take for you guys to shut down this beach? Like, and yeah, as I said before, it takes one more person getting killed for them to finally shut down the beach. And it's just, I don't know. That's the. I think that's one of the frustrating things about this movie to me. But I don't know. I guess we wouldn't really have a. A movie without that so <laughs> i don't <No>. know <laughs> <laughs> movie's got a movie movie's got to do its thing isn't that what horror movies are made for anyway people making yeah. stupid yeah. decisions pulling your hair out why are you doing these stupid things <laughs> <laughs> right it looks like a beautiful place to live oh I, yeah i have to live there Is that, it's martha's vineyard yeah it's gorgeous mm-hmm. I've, I've been i've been Ooh. oh you've been I've been, yeah, I've been really? there. It's very nice. Very nice. Didn't okay. see a single shark. <laughs> well, that's a relief, I think. <laughs> I, th- I think when I went, I think um, President Clinton was there at the same time. Swimming. Because I remember it was Swimming. around the time of the, uh, it was years and years ago, it was around the time of the Monica Lewinsky scandal because it was on all, all the news channels. Oh. Nice. I don't know Scandalous. If it was, I remember, but yeah, it was like, I was like, I remember saying to my parents, what did she do? What was it? What happened? And they're like, oh, don't know. Nothing, just stuff. (laughs) Everything but it's fine. You don't need to know. It's, you know, (laughs) what you don't know won't hurt you. Yeah. Admire the view. Admire the view. Uh, She could could be a slutty bumblebee. Oh. Oh, A slutty shark. Can you imagine? (laughs) Oh, man. But, oh, and I love the book. Um, the book that Chief Brody's reading. Yeah. Like at first, it looks oh, like it's yeah. like um, the Lady Bird Book of Sharks. 
like it's yeah. got some like rudimentary drawings in and then he turns the page and it's like loads of like shark attack victims it's like what book is we this? spotted something cool in the book so there's a photograph in Brody's book with the uh, gas canister in a shark's mouth yeah. Oh, I have that in my I have that in my notes too. I'm so glad you got oh <laughs> yes. We're on the same page, you guys. We are totally vibing right now. I love it. <laughs> oh, I actually put the um, I put shark bomb in its mouth. Which Phil Laflex is not a bomb, is it? It's a uh, guess. It's offensively a bomb though. Yeah. Just a bomb. It's just a bomb. It's just a bomb. <laughs> yeah, I put basically the same thing. I said a uh, shark with like a canister in its mouth. Excellent foreshadowing. But it's very subtle too because you don't notice it right off the bat. But watching it several times over, that's, you know, something that you can pick up on. So yeah, that, that's a nice fun little detail. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's great. And the pictures in the uh, book are really gruesome too like the one where the guy's leg is like pretty much missing the whole his whole cap <laughs> is just gone and it's like oh geez oh, <laughs> speaking about legs missing as well when the when the guy i can't remember which guy it is is attacked in the city and his leg drops to the oh the yeah that yeah look, that looks amazing it looks like an, an and actual leg. leg what spielberg yeah. did was cut someone's real leg <laughs> he went to the morgue actually and he was like um so can i borrow one of these cadavers it's 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 just for experimental purposes i'm actually a scientist and yeah and then he just goes he just goes home and just cuts the fucking leg off of this dead body and just <laughs> oh, that's man. how it looks it looks so real because it it's got like it. it's got the trainer on its foot like, yeah oh, God, it's just yeah <laughs> My sister was wondering, my sister was like, why is he wearing shoes? <laughs> my sister's like, why is he wearing tennis shoes? That was like the one thing she got from that scene. And I was just like, that's so funny. <laughs> She's the white, she, the white tennis shoe on a beach. Yeah. yeah. She's like, why is he wearing that's tennis shoes? That's the guy that everyone sees on the pond on his little belt. That's his leg, isn't it? Oh, it's the pond oh, guy. The pond, it's the pond yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they're, because, well, and I love this scene because it's another it's yet another beach scene after uh the little boy's been killed and everybody's like swimming in the water and then you get that like really good fake out scene where you see like the fin going around yes and then everybody just starts freaking out like everybody just starts swimming to shore and it's like a huge chaos like a huge bunch of chaos and then you find out it's just two kids playing a prank it's a pretty uh, dangerous prank and when they emerge yeah. there's the police and everyone Pointing yeah. guns at these kids. Oh yeah, because they like come out of the water and they're all aiming like at this freaking what they think is a shark, <laughs> and it's like there's two little kids right there, and it's like that could have gone so bad. Oh, what a pair of little shit! <laughs> I'd have been absolutely fuming. Well, and I love how he just like so quick to throw the other one under but under the bus. He's like, he made me do it. It was all his idea. I did. Yeah, I had... He made me do it. <laughs> He's like, I want no part of it. Yeah. And then that's when the girl sees the actual shark swimming towards the the pond, and this scene was particularly intense because you think that Michael's going to be the next victim because I love how they set up the the child um, at the beginning dying because then you're like, well, it's not off limits now, so anyone could what, get it. Anyone could get it. Yeah. Yeah, and I I love I love that. I feel like that was very clever because then you start to think that oh shit, like they aren't 
you know, shy about killing off a child. So, you know, you're, I felt like I was constantly on edge wondering when Michael was going to be the next victim. Cause I just assumed like he was, something was going to happen to their kid. I don't know. It's, and the, what is the name of the very, very smallest son of Brody? Is that Michael or is that? Cause they've got, they've got Michael and then they've got the small, the really tiny kid, which yeah. just seemed to wander around on his own. On <laughs> yeah. the beach. He's just like, <laughs> He's like, where are your parents? And it's like, one, what, there's like a random scene where he's just sitting in the sand crying. And it's like, where is Brody and your mother? Like, <laughs> he easily yeah. wandered into, this, into the water and got munched. And then he sat there singing, um, do you know the muffin man? And it's like, what is wrong with you? You're right? absolutely malfunctioning. <laughs> like, these uh, these parents need to be uh, better caretakers of their children because they're just their children. <laughs> The fact that the fact that Brody knows what's going on, but he still allows his I guess they thought that the pond would be a safe place for his kid to go, which, you know, understandable. It's not part it's not really part of the ocean, but the shark gets in there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I think by that point in the film though, Brody knows mm-hmm. uh, how shallow the water can be for a massive shark to enter. So he knows yeah. that the shark could get into the pond and kill his kid. And he Yeah, go, go in the pond, you'll be fine. <laughs> if you die you die it's fine pun intended that was rough anyway moving on. <laughs> <laughs> rough <laughs> crowd guys <laughs> i also wanted to ask you michael do you think that the dog is called pippet Pippin, or do you know? Because we can never tell if he's shouting Pippet or Pippin, Pippin, Pippin. I don't know. It really sounds exactly the same because it's like because that's. I feel like that's exactly how he says it too. He's like Pippin, Pippin. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, you're seeing actual words, or are you just making sound? Because I maybe the uh, the dog used the shark attack as an excuse to run away forever. Yeah, from its owner. Fuck you, I'm going. <laughs> Just learn my fucking name. For fuck's sake. Right. <laughs> oh um, we gosh. need to check the credits because the dog could be credited and that could be its real name. Yes. Yeah, that's true. So we'll make that um, our new lockdown <laughs> exercise. <laughs> Oh man. Oh, well, I also wanted to bring up, I feel like I skipped a scene actually, because before they get back to um, the uh, next beach scene is the scene where the two guys are on the dock and they're trying to hunt the shark themselves. And this is, I feel like this is the first scene where you actually get a taste of how strong the shark actually is because he literally, the shark literally pulls the entire dock off and pulls one of the guys with it. And then he almost dies. So that scene's kind of fun because it's like, oh shit, this guy's going to die. But he gets pulled to safety just in time. But you see like the shark coming towards him and it's just intense. Like anytime you see that shark coming towards anybody, it's like, oh God, because you put yourself in that situation. And I just feel like that would be literally probably the most terrifying thing ever. Uh, I would rather, I would rather. From the first kill, because you kind of get a sense of the size of it without seeing it. So if it can pull a dock... How oh, big yeah. is it? It must be massive, but yeah, you've yeah. still not seen it. Which is yeah. really, you're kind of guessing, well, how big is this thing? 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I love that. I love how you get kind of a scope of how big this thing is, but you don't really quite know until you finally get glimpses of it. And then you're like, holy mm. shit, this thing is massive. <laughs> but I also wanted to bring up the fact, I think I also missed something else because I guess the townspeople aren't as stupid. I'll give them a little more credit because I think before the scene where the other guy gets killed on the beach scene, there's the scene where they find the shark where they all go out hunting for it. And they get the shark that they think is the shark that killed the girl and the little boy. So then it's like, oh, everything's fine and good. This is the shark that we caught so we can open up the beaches again. So I guess they're not as stupid. It's the tiger shark, isn't it? And it, yeah. It's a big shark, but you think, well, we know it's not the one. Because... It was never going to be it. It was never going to yeah. be that shark. It would have been a short film if it was, if it yeah. was the shark. Yeah. For sure. And that's when, uh, is it uh, Hooper... Hooper, Hooper, yeah. Yeah. Um, when I first saw this film as a kid, I always thought Hooper was maybe in his early 40s. I think he's 29 years old. In, he looks old, Hooper. He he does yeah, look older, yeah. I think it's probably just the beard, the, the facial hair. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he I think is, they make a bit of an effort to go, oh, he's a youngster. Hey, young guy. Hey, young man. No, but I think as well that's because now, like, we're in our mid-30s, so we've outlived Hooper. So we're, like, shocked <laughs> because we're like, oh, my God, but we look 29. And he is 29. <laughs> he looks like and shit. He looks, yeah. <laughs> and we look so amazing for our age. I just don't get it. It was like, no. Not everyone can be as blessed as us. I don't know what to say. You know? <laughs> not everyone can be blessed with. Not everyone can be blessed with the look of youth. I don't know. <laughs> but, put some Vaseline on our uh, webcam. There we go. <laughs> or we pull an Elizabeth Bathory and we just bathe in people's blood to stay young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bathe in the blood yeah. of virgins. That's exactly. <laughs> but I actually wanted to ask you, Laura. Um, oh, yeah. Do you think that um, Hooper is attractive? Because I find him to be a very good-looking man, especially in this movie. I'm so... (laughs) Yes, I do. But I have really low standards. (laughs) 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 You're like, this is kind of an awkward conversation to have in in front of, uh, you know. (laughs) No, no, it's not. It's not. Um, But I actually find Chief Brody... Mm. Me too. Attractive. Yeah. Yeah. He's like tanned. He's like authoritative. He looks fit. He looks looks, physically fit. Yeah. Ah. He looks like himself. Yeah. Yeah. I actually find, um, I think Hooper, like he'd be good for like a quick shag. Shag. (laughs) Um, But he just looks like he needs a shower. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've got a fun fact which will fit in perfectly. Apparently, Richard Dreyfus, while filming this movie, was getting sex left, right, and center. Wow. Because people were coming Ooh. to the island for summer and he was. Oh, he was mopping it all up. He was, I'm a big actor, I'm a big star in this movie. And he was getting. Oh action. my God. Well, maybe I've underestimated him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hooper was uh, doing well. Well, in that case, wow. my answer is yes. I do find him attractive. <laughs> and how old will he be now? And do I still have a chance? <laughs> well, I've seen pictures of him. Is he still well. alive? Yeah, that's the main question. <laughs> well, I don't think he's aged very well, so 
really? Oh, no. Yeah. I saw a picture of him, like, when I was looking up the actors of this film and everything, I, I saw a picture of him and I was like, uh, okay, well, yeah. at least oh, we'll have him memorialized on film in Jaws, so at least I can, you know, <laughs> check he him out. He was in a great yeah. film. He was in a great yeah. film. Yeah. Yes. Whereas, you know, um, I have to mention that Kevin Costner just gets better and better and better. <laughs> in my humble opinion. Famously, Kevin Costner played the shark in Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't aged today. <laughs> oh um, man! But yeah, yeah, he's all right. He's all right. It's fun loving though, isn't it? And he goes to a party with two bottles of wine. Come on, that's yes, not bad. double yeah. tasted. Double, <laughs> double fisting that shit. Yeah. I mean, that's probably what I would be doing right now too if I wasn't doing a podcast. But I have to be somewhat, you know, sober and coherent to, you know. Otherwise, I'd just be like, bleh, bleh, bleh. and then they did this, and then they did that, and then I'd be like, what are we talking about again? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> we're getting off topic here. Sorry. Really listen, really listen, Michael. Just getting a little carried away. I'm having a lot of fun with you guys, so. <laughs> but, uh, oh, and this is also the scene where they decide to sneak off and, like, cut the shark open themselves. So Brody and Hooper... Oh go to the dock and they cut the shark open and you don't find like any human remains you just find a couple of like dismembered fish and then you find like a tin can or something and then you find a license plate that's from louisiana so then yes. they kind of like figure out that he's coming from uh like the south or whatever yes. I think yeah i used to really love this scene as a kid i was i was just really fascinated like oh my god they can discover what this shark has eaten today right. i found it amazing as a kid like it's it's amazing to think of like what is inside a shark's stomach because of just all the shit that they eat just the random shit that they <laughs> i think i thought the shark might have eaten a car a full car as a kid. <laughs> probably if megalodons still exist i'm sure Yes. That's pretty much though. I'm pretty sure if you cut me open, that's what you find. I'm like Pac-Man. I just go around like <laughs> <laughs> eating everything in sight. Yeah. It's quite nice when Brody goes off to sea with Quint and Hooper, and they have that little scene and the hugging on the on the dock. Oh Quint, yeah. Come on, come on, Brody. We gotta go. We gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Quint. Yeah. We haven't even brushed the surface of Quint yet, have we? What do you think of Quint, Michael? Uh, he's, like, not bad-looking. He's definitely not bad-looking, but he's a little too old for me. I don't know. Well, we weren't actually, we were actually asking you about whether you um, <laughs> fancied him or not. We were just asking oh. you, like... <laughs> Asking you about his character because we're professional. Oh, well. Michael, Michael. That's just me if being a Google. whore. Don't mind me. <laughs> um, if you Google uh, Robert Shaw in From Russia With Love, he's very attractive. Oh, you know? well, I'll have to check that out then. He's very attractive in that film. Well, I might do the same. Yes. Yeah. You're going to be impressed. Laura, we can, we can have a, you know, a Zoom session and we can watch it together. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, Phil, and Phil can sit there and feel uncomfortable while we oogle over him the entire movie. I'll just look after our cat. Yeah, you just look after the baby. That's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, as a character, he's quite... Um, he's it's quite formidable. He's quite masculine, isn't he? He's, yeah. He's yeah. I, I don't know if I'd uh, get on with him very well. 
Well, I just find him very, I don't know, like, I don't hate his character, but I don't like his character either. Like, he's just very, like, abrasive. I don't know what the, what another good word for that would be. Just, yeah, he's just very overbearing. Mm. That's, that's... I just feel like he's got his own agenda. So he, he wants to kill this shark. It's a personal mm-hmm. thing for him. Well, and it's interesting because uh, once, once they go out to sea together, he brings up the story about how he was on the uh, USS Indianapolis when it sank and how they were all surrounded by sharks and he was one of the only people that got a, out alive. And that seems particularly chilling to me because of the way he describes it um i just think it's, it's one of the like, highlights of the film no, oh no. for sure like it's a really good it's a really good monologue scene because i feel like he when he talks about how he went up to one of his friends who he thought was like sleeping and he was literally just bobbing above the water because the shark had literally torn him in half at the waist like that's mm-hmm. just so to to visually put that in your head to imagine what that would be like to like be surrounded by all these sharks and just watching all of your like friends die Mm-mm, no thanks i'm good that would that I would didn't realize that was based on a true a true story until a few years ago i couldn't believe that was a true event yeah i don't think you realize it, uh, no i didn't know yeah i think uh the actor robert shaw got a lot of people who actually worked on the indianapolis give him a lot of praise after the film wow for like telling oh, telling their story that's yeah cool. Yeah, so that was a good thing to put in film that, you know, yeah. obviously affected a lot of people. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's terrible when you think about, like, when you put yourself in that situation, that would just be one of the worst possible scenarios that I could think of, honestly. But... So you, su- you survive a torpedo. <laughs> <laughs> right. From the Japanese, and he's floating in the water, only to be picked off. My shocks. No, mm-mm, that freaks me out. Like it's giving me, it's giving me chills even having to think about that. So, <laughs> but uh, oh, but also before the scene, you get like the first really really good scare of this movie because they're on the boat trying to hunt the shark and they're you know connected to like the line, the fishing line, and Brody is like, l- kind of like leaning over the rail. And you get like the side shot of the shark come up above the water and Brody sees it. And that scene is like so effective. I remember even, even though I've like seen this movie before and I know it's been a long time, it's still get that scene still gets me every time just because it's like, holy shit. Like it's, it's, and then you, you fully like, and you don't even fully see it quite yet either. You just see like a little bit of its head come up and then he goes back down and then this is when Brody delivers like the famous line, you're going to need a bigger boat, which you guys probably know that that was ad-libbed. Like that was not even part of the yeah. script. Like he just, he came up with that on the spot, which is kind of cool. So it's a great moment. It's like one of the big iconic moments. Like, Oh my God, it's there. He was chumming and it's just there. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, it, it looks great. The shark looks Amazing. I don't care what Steven Spielberg says. <laughs> that shark is fucking yeah. great. Yeah, I think every great moment of footage they had of that shark is in the film. Yeah, they've yeah. utilized like, yeah, all the best. If they could get a good shots. moment of footage, you've probably seen it. Yeah. In the film. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. Oh, shit. We keep missing some scenes because <laughs> there's the scene where where Bro or uh, not Brody. Well, Brody and Hooper, as soon as they cut the shark open, they're uh, going out on the boat and they're like looking around and they find that shipwrecked little boat, like kind of barely floating in the water. Uh huh. And so like. And Batman's boat, isn't it? The fisherman. Yes. yes. Yeah. Ugh. Apparently, they they added this scene during the editing process. So I think Spielberg was. I think we need an extra scare. I think we need some more juice yeah. in this film. <laughs> so which I, which I totally agree with because um, I will say I kind of agree with my sister in certain aspects. I feel, um, for instance, like the whole scene where they're out on the boat trying to find the shark. I think there are some things that could have been cut out to make it a little bit shorter. I feel like it's a little bit drawn out. I, I agree. I, I don't think we needed all of the banter back and forth between Quint and Hooper, which actually I also read that they didn't, they hated each other in real life. Like, so like their, yeah. their hatred towards each other in the movie was very real because <laughs> they couldn't stand each other on the set. So um, just the whole, just I, the, love, I love their hatred though. It's like, yeah, I read that they hated each other in real life and you get that in the film. I think it adds quite a bit. I love that animosity between the two characters is really good for me i love that oh for sure yeah sorry, like, yeah yeah <laughs> you're just like because because they're, they're so opposite personalities like uh quint is very just abrasive and hooper is more so i guess they're both kind of abrasive actually if we're being honest because hooper is very outspoken as well like he doesn't care about like what he says it seems like to me. No, he but. doesn't. But I get the a sense that he's the more because he's younger. Is is the more sensitive of the yeah. two? Yeah. They both have a passion for sharks and the sea and sea life, but they're both coming in out different from, ways. Yeah. yeah, they're coming out from different angles, like Cooper's the scientist. He's a modern man with modern techniques. Yeah, and, and he's yeah. relying on the science, whereas um, Quinn he's been out there, he's seen it all. He's like you know, experienced and he's seen it. Don't talk about it because I've seen it all kind of thing. You get that scene where they're comparing scars. And you oh, like yeah, yeah. It's the first moment where they're kind of becoming, we're friends, we're becoming friends. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. the next thing, you know, it's the shark. I'm just, uh, in that scene, I'm just waiting for one of them to get the dick out. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm like waiting for like a hot, steamy, like makeout scene or something because they're just getting all like, <laughs> They're well, like, check this out. Yeah. Circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's eight inches. How long is yours? Circumcised by a shark, no less. There we go. <laughs> you see this scar? I wasn't originally circumcised, so that tells you all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that scene kind of drags on a little bit to me. It's like, oh, we get it. That's yeah. one of my favorite. Oh, is it really? So you get the scene, they get the moment where they're comparing the scars, and then you get mm -hmm. the Indianapolis story, and then it's show me the way to go. Home. Oh yeah, I yeah. Guess that's it's a long, it's a long scene. There's a lot going on, but it's. I think it's really good. Yeah, I like. That's good. Yeah, I agree with you on that, Phil. I think it's a. I think it's a really great scene because it kind of breaks up the tension. Because then when you know the next scene happens when the shark starts ramming into the boat trying to sink it, it yeah. you know. You get right back into the action, but you had that moment of, you know, good camaraderie, camaraderie with between all the characters. Like they're just 
you know, getting along, you know, they're having a good time. And then the shark just basically comes and ruins all their fun. So, (laughs) but I think what, um, I think what could have been cut out is just the whole, like when bro, uh, when Hooper's up on top of the, the boat, you know, steering and stuff and they're arguing back and forth. I just feel like some of that could have been cut out. It just, for me, like with the whole barrel thing and the whole trying to hunt down the shark, it just, it's like, okay, we get what we're, what you're doing after the first one. So we don't need like you to show us every single barrel. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, there, there are ways that I felt like that scene in particular could have been cut down and just kind of dragged for a while. Last time, like on most recent watch, I was just like, this is kind of dragging a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Just get on with it, guys. Just get on with it. Right. Yeah, he's kind of, he's always like an awkward moment as well, like in a film. Like particular film that you enjoy it you into it and then there's a scene and you're just kind of thinking oh move it along it kind of it doesn't ruin the film but it just kind of makes it oh god especially right. Charles, because you know you know what's to come yeah you just want to mm-hmm. see that freaking shark again yeah just like get on with it but the last sort of 20 minutes half an hour oh god Oh, it's so good. And it, never, it never gives up. It's, it's relentless. It's it great. just kicks off, doesn't it? It's so good. It's crazy. So from, you know, the moment Quint is eaten. <gasps> that oh. scene is brutal. Yeah, that scene. It's uh, so good. So yeah, good. Because the shark finally um, ex- succeeds at, like, sink- starting to sink the boat. So the boat's, like, sinking, and it's, like, tilting. So that's when... Uh, Quint goes like sliding down the deck and right into the jaws of the shark and it's just I love that scene that's probably like one of my favorite scenes of this entire movie because it's just so violent and so bloody and it's it's so realistic even to today's standards like I can't stress enough how the effects in this movie are so good like it's just so good well and then before before the shark sinks the boat that's when um hooper goes down in the little shark cage which first and foremost fuck that no thank you like people that do that (laughs) people that do that for fun i'm just like do not pay a lot of money to do that kind of thing no thanks i'm good we were watching the film this afternoon and i said to laura would you ever do that and no just no chance yeah that's the last thing you don't want to go in a cage in the water I'm really, I'm really stubborn. So anything that kind of, that my mind says, oh God, I'm scared of that. I kind of, I'm like, well, fuck you. I'm going to do it then. And this yeah. is me like arguing with my inner monologue. <laughs> like, fuck <laughs> you. Scared of a shark cage. Well, I'm getting in one then. Just <laughs> arguing with myself in my own head. Summer 2021, Laura <laughs> in a shark cage. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, it's insane. People pay hundreds and hundreds of pounds or dollars. Um, yeah. to do that it's crazy apparently Hooper was supposed to die in this scene and I think they I don't know the correct PC term but mm-hmm. had an actor of restricted growth yeah. in a small cage oh really yeah and they got incredible footage of the shark like a real shark well, yeah because they, they the did cage. use real sharks in that scene which I was like holy no thank you I'm good yeah, you can, nope. t- you can tell how it is. Well, some of the best footage, you can't see Hooper in the cage. They filmed it without the guy in the cage. Right. So they reworked the script. So Hooper swims to the bottom and survives. And hides. But that's when he should have got munched. Wow. Yeah. Which that, they... that footage is great. Yeah. The shark. 
Yeah. Well, I'm personally glad that Hooper survives because I like his character. So not only do I think he's, you know, know. (laughs) not only do I think he's a hot piece, but he's (laughs) he's also, I think my favorite character of the whole movie, just because I feel like out of everybody in the movie, he has the most personality like he's just the most yeah. entertaining of the all of them because i i do i do like the other ones but i feel mm-hmm. like they kind of have like brody he's he's great in this movie but i feel like he's kind of like he doesn't really have much of a outgoing personality the entire movie he's just more serious and then quint is more just like off the fucking walls crazy at all times it's just like there's no <laughs> i don't know but with with hooper i feel like he's constantly like emotions changing kind of thing i just find his character more I don't know, exciting. Yeah, he's, yes. he's probably the most modern man, I'd say. Yeah. So, yeah. Like you were saying, like, Birdie's quite conservative. Um, who, uh, Quint has this, like, veteran vibe going on. He's a grizzled like, old dog in his. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, Hooper is probably more like us, basically. Yeah. I think from an audience, he, he kind of represents the young young guy young ideas fresh ideas oh for sure he's a fun guy he's a cool guy i like hooper yeah he brings energy you know he's a nice guy yeah. <laughs> it was funny when the when the boat was sinking and it's tilting as you were mentioning and brody climbs up the uh what do they call it that little crow's nest, crow's like nest. Mask. Yeah, yeah 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 um phil was like at this point i would be in floods of tears like i would be crying my eyes out i'm gonna die i'm going to die this is me i'd be like this is it (laughs) i'd be like this is it just kill me quickly take me quickly (sighs) like this a complete mental case this could all be avoided quint destroys the radio yeah he hammers the ship's engine so they could quite comfortably sail back to land which, no. I, which I don't understand that. Like, why? Why Why are you being so reckless? Like, I mean, he gets his, for sure. I mean, he in, he inevitably, you know, causes his own death, which, you know, well-deserved for some of the decisions he made because it's just like, why? Why? Like, and it doesn't, I mean, I get that he has like a vendetta towards, you know, killing the shark or whatever, but it's like, why are you going to go to such great lengths to destroy the radio for no reason at all? I don't, I don't know. There's just certain things with his character that I'm like, I get it. Like you're trying to portray him as like this crazy off the wall, you know, spontaneous type of character, but it's just like some of the actions that he does. I'm just like, why? (laughs) Do you think he had like a death wish from his experience on the Indianapolis? So he's been waiting for this, this moment. (laughs) He's like, I don't know. He's like, if I'm going to go out, it's going to be by this shark. <laughs> it's going to be by the jaws of this shark. No other. <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe. I know Brody's married and has two kids, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to do this. Yeah, that's an interesting, um, that's an interesting angle. Possibly. They could have kind of escaped uh, and all survived. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he's just like thinking, yeah, I've lived my life. I'm ready to, I'm ready to go. And going down in a blaze of glory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's, I don't know. His, his character just, his character just bugs me sometimes. I don't know. I don't know the motive of his character at times. I'm just like, what, what is the point of that? You know? He's asking for the 10 grand, but I never feel like he's bothered about money. Really? No. He just wants the chance to go for the shark. 
Yeah, because I feel like if he was that concerned about getting like the reward money, like he would be more dedicated to getting them back to land safely. <laughs> but everything he does, he's just like, no, we're not going back to land. We're going to die here <laughs> with or without the money. I don't care. I'm dying. I thought it was 30 grand. Well, yeah, I, mean, I mean, inflation, isn't it? Taxes. They take it out after taxes. So they have the Orca, which is Quint's boat, and then there's the other boat, which is Hooper's boat. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they take both boats out and go in convoy? It just seems like a real yeah. slapdash. We're going to go in this old knackered boat that doesn't work. Yeah. Barely runs. Yeah. <laughs> Falls apart. Yeah, it's, I don't know. But yeah, like you guys were saying, I feel like that scene, that final, you know, 20 minutes is very, very intense like i love it and i love i love when he's like on the on the mast and he's watching the shark come towards him because they because he ends up you know feeding the one of the explosive tube tubes to the shark and so the shark's like has it in its mouth and he's like aiming at it and he shoots it and then it just like blows up and it looks so realistic like when the shark's like floating down like the pieces of it it just looks so real like, I don't know. I mean, I've never personally seen a shark blow up. <laughs> I mean, I imagine it looks like that. Yeah. So yeah. Good. I imagine so. And at the end, when the shark's coming towards him with the canister in its mouth, it looks proper gnarly, doesn't it? It's like got shit hanging off its teeth. Oh, it's like, ugh, it's all. Oh, <laughs> 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 so gross. And I love that. I love that it looks like proper, like, weather beaten. Because Let's face it, it's been like stabbed in the head. Shot with like arrows. Shot with harpoons, like shot with a gun. It's proper fucked up. Laura, can you deliver Brody's final line to the shark on the mast? No. Have a go. What is it? I'll have a go. <laughs> Smile, you son of a bitch. <laughs> is that what it is? That's what he says. The shark. Yeah. Come on. It's the best Come on, time. Laura, you can do it. Do it. <laughs> Robin Shark. But you have son of a bitch. That's all right. That's okay. I that was pretty good. Well, I was I was really put on the spot then. That's true. <laughs> Michael, go on, give us give us a reading. Oh, you want me to do it too? Okay. Yes. Um let me get into character, you know. Okay. I'm a I'm you a mean, method. Smile, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That's how you do it. Listen, Michael is an American man. Of course he can do the accent. And I thought, Michael. That is absolute bullshit. <laughs> I feel like I sounded more country western right there than I did. Um, <laughs> I felt like I was more like, smile, you son of a bitch. And I'm just going to pull out like a pistol and just be like, draw. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I don't know uh, why. I, I don't know why I added the southern drawl in there but whatever it was good it was good this episode honestly pride my best this is either the best podcast in the world ever or you should delete it immediately <laughs> hey i think this episode has been my like very very highly entertaining like i've had i hope so, I hope so. i've had so much fun with you guys talking about this film like it's oh, been a blast so much fun that's oh. what we needed Yes, get us, get us back on track, 
Well, I think I mean I think that's about it because you get like the final scene with the shark where he blows it up, and then yeah. you um get the scene where Brody realizes that Hooper survived and they kind of have that like nice moment where they're kind of laughing with each other. And then you get that funny scene where they're basically paddling back to kicking back to land on the little, (laughs) little barrel things. And he's like, just keep kicking. I don't know. And then it kind of. What what day is it? What day is it? Is it Tuesday? Is it Wednesday? Yeah. (laughs) It would take them days to swim back. I imagine. Oh, there's, so, there, there's so many things in this film that relate to lockdown. This is so like our conversations that we have in a day. What day is it? Where are we? What's, <laughs> what's happening? Am I supposed to be at work today or what? I don't know. How old it's am I? I've lost amazing. track of how many birthdays we've missed because of COVID now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm 87. Oh, fuck. It's been, oh, oh <laughs> insert old rose from Titanic. It's been 84 years. <laughs> the coronavirus is still going <laughs> and it's yet to stop. <laughs> I'm going to drop my mask into the ocean. <laughs> there you go. At the end, you can just finally drop your mask because COVID is officially over. Oh man. <laughs> that, somebody should meme that. We should meme that shit. That's hilarious. Yes. Oh my gosh. But um, is it okay. is it just me or do you guys find the way that this movie ends kind of odd? Like I don't know. It's just like, like oh, is that it? Oh, it's over. Oh, okay. It's a bit brief. It's really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just them paddling back to shore, and then all of a sudden you get like this big establishing shot of the beach, and then the credits start rolling, and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. okay. Well, that's yeah, I don't know. This is I don't know I about you guys, credit, but I just found that a little weird. Really shot as well. The credit is just kind of like, yeah. oh, made by technical of Panavision. That's it. Yeah. See you later. Yeah, pretty quick, yeah. 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 Wouldn't you just love it? So you get the two guys on the on the barrel boat swimming back, and you saw another fin just pop up. <gasps> oh. And then and then it ends. That would have been. That. Phil, why don't we just insert that scene in by ourselves? Let's just <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's just go out to Amity Island and then just film a shot with that with a fake CGI fin that looks like shit and just you know add that in there and be like, oh, this is the lost ending that nobody knew about or wanted. You should do <laughs> yeah. that and sneak it into the extras on the uh, on Blu-ray. On the Blu-ray. As there soon as go. I can fly to America, we're doing that. That's the yes. first job. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. First priority as soon as we meet in as soon as we meet each other in America, we gotta go film that scene. <laughs> We're doing it. Oh Absolutely. my gosh. That's gonna be our first lockdown trip. Amity Island. Yeah. Reshoots. And you're gonna be there. Yes. Yeah. yeah, kind of a, yeah, it is a bit of an abrupt ending. I agree with you there. But a great film. But then having said that, there's been so many films like on our podcast that we've mentioned that where the ending drags on and on oh, and on. You know, like Lord yeah. of the Rings Diley. It's like, oh, we're back to the Shire. Oh, no, we're back to Modoc. Oh, we're back at the Shire again. Oh, you're mopping the floor in the Shire. It's like, for fuck's sake, just, just, end, end, just, just end, it. end it. So, you know, in a way, it's like, oh, it's finished. We can all have a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> How English did you sound then? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all we think about. It's like, is everything over? Can we have a cup of tea? Great. Right. So, yeah yeah i don't know i just i i didn't remember it for some reason ending that abruptly like that i was just like oh okay it's over cool i don't know it's just weird (laughs) i just wanted to know what you guys' thoughts on that were 
What did your sister think of the ending? Uh, she definitely liked it more than like the, I don't know, the middle part. She just kind of thought that there were, I think she agreed with the same kind of things that I did. Just there were certain scenes that just could have either been shortened or like cut out completely. I don't know. Yeah. But, but that's just, do what? Sorry, go on. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say, but that's just me being nitpicky. So. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a, is there like a signal that you get? Does she start looking at a phone when she's bored? Like you know, if there's a part in the movie, and um, you you're quite enjoying the movie, but then there's a part you're like, oh, I'll just check my uh, my emails. Oh, I'll yeah. Yeah. She, she was doing that quite a bit <laughs> during certain parts. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a sure sign that um, a scene needs it. Yeah, it needs a little bit of uh, revamping, maybe. You know what? Maybe we can just make our own version of Jaws and you know just film the entire movie over again i'm really actually surprised that they haven't made a remake of jaws yet of all the wow, remakes that yeah. have been made now like i'm just really surprised that jaws isn't a movie that they're that they were like oh we should remake this i don't know they kind of had him we had open water and did we have the shallows as well the meg the oh. fucking meg yeah <laughs> the shallows is a great movie though yeah i, I love that movie and I love Blake Lively in that movie because that's like the first movie that I've ever seen Blake Lively play a role like that. So it was just, I don't know. It was a fun movie. <laughs> yeah, we saw, yeah, we saw it at the cinema, didn't we? We really enjoyed it. It was like one of the first shark films I thought since Jaws. Like, oh, they've done another shark film and it's really good. Yeah. I saw him open water at the cinema and I didn't feel anything for it. Yeah. It, it was nowhere near as good. And the thing that yeah. ruined it for me, which is unusual, um, was a really gratuitous sex scene. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Do you about. remember that? Yep, I do. Yep. From the film. And I just kind of thought, what the fuck has that got to do with anything? <laughs> it was really overly, like... Too much. Sex up. Just, like, too much. You know, you sat in the cinema, and I'm, I'm really not approved. Like, anything's yeah. I'm on it. Yeah, Hooper. Yeah, Hooper. Brody. Absolutely, yeah. Brody. Bring it yeah. on. Mm. But yeah, that I was like, oh, this is a bit, a bit gross. Dirty. Yeah. Well, now that you say that, I'm curious about what you think about that. Have you guys watched Midsummer yet? Yes. I'm curious what you think about that uh, orgy scene in Midsummer, Laura. Did you think that was a little too? No, I fucking loved it. Loved it. Oh, yeah. So closely, she's in it. <laughs> if you look real closely, she's in the background. <laughs> no, I was fine. I was fine with that because they were they were fucking off the wall. They're rocker. They were fucking, yeah. They were fucking men. Oh, oh, chanting. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I was like, that's fine. But open water, that wasn't sharky at all. Nothing yeah. to do with sharks. It was like, oh. No, but no, it has to be. I have. I also have to be in the mood. There we go. Tell me about it, guys. <laughs> she has to be in the. She has to be in the frisky mood. Yeah, but no, I, I think as far as shark films go, I think um, Shallow, The Shallows, um, is the best one we've seen since Jaws. Yeah, I think it evokes the same, the same feelings. The fear of being in open water with. A massive shaggy beast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it was great. It's Jaws for the modern like generation. Yeah. Oh yeah. I also really love um Deep Blue Sea and uh yes. what's the other movie? 
Um, there's another movie that was I was just thinking of that I can't think of right now. Off the top. Oh, Shark Night. I love Shark Night. That's I've a good one. That one. Oh, that one's pretty good. It was uh, came out, I think, in like 2011, 2010. But that one's a pretty good one. And then there's the what did you guys think about 47 meters down? Like, I know that we're kind of getting on to, off topic, but we're still talking about shark movies. So technically we're still, you know, <laughs> in the discussion no, of sharks. We've not seen it. Would you oh, recommend okay. that one? <sighs> Here's the thing. I don't okay. know. I feel like, I feel like with 47 meters down, I feel like you either like it or you don't like it. And I wasn't as big of a fan of it as other people were. I just kind of felt like, I mean, there were scenes that I really enjoyed and I think, that's another reason why I would never do the whole shark cage thing because just like just imagining myself being stuck in a cage and then not only are there sharks swimming around, but then, you know, the cage gets disconnected from the freaking boat and you're down in like oh my deep God. ass water and you're trapped down there. You can't go anywhere. Mm-mm. No, thank you. No, ma'am. I won't do that. I will bungee well, jump before I do that shit. <laughs> is, it, is it as good as Zombievers? I've never seen Zombievers, but uh, is it good? Because we all know Zombievers are just like sharks. Well, no, it's a very similar, <laughs> yeah. type, you know, type concept. Except like, Jaws is a beaver. I think it's not a beaver. <laughs> <laughs> you, need, you need to watch Zombievers. It's hilarious, isn't it? It's very funny. It's very funny. I will definitely have to check that out then. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll check out 47 Meets Down. Yes. yes. And then we can meet back up later and uh, share our thoughts off, the, yes. off the record. <laughs> but um, without straying away for from the conversation too much, do you guys want to get into our ratings now? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I will let you guys. I'll let you guys go first since you are the guest. Oh, so I don't feel as prepared. So yes. Let, what should we talk about? <laughs> oh. Okay. So notes. story rate. Uh, so I have story rating out of 10 uh quality rating out of 10 and then your favorite scene and then your least favorite scene and then you guys can just give a brief explanation of like why you gave it the rating you gave it type of deal right shall we bounce our feet to run this one then yeah you go first (laughs) (laughs) i think the story is really strong you know yeah massive sharks coming along on the fourth of july to ruin everyone's summer (gasps) which is Uh, my birthday i have to shoot my fourth of july Yes. That's so cool. Lucky you. Yeah. Mm. I think Spielberg, he's done it a few times. So he's done it with Jurassic Park. He's done it with Jaws. He's taken quite a pulpy, silly book and made it into a, a blockbuster. Yeah. And you think of blockbusters, Jaws is the original blockbuster. It so really so is. Literally queued around the block to see this film for the first time. So what are you even story? Story, I'm going to give it a solid 10 because it's, you know. It's a pretty what's good. Wrong with this story? What's Nothing. wrong with this? It's a perfect Nothing. story. Sure, shark comes and eats a dog, a kid, a woman, <laughs> another guy. <laughs> <some heads there. laughs> yeah. What do you think of the story? I, I think it's a fucking great story. I yeah. love it. I think, I think it, all your fears are there. It's like your worst nightmare come true. I'm giving it a 10 for story. I am am quite afraid of the water anyway. And I think this film is famous for like making the world terrified of sharks, terrified of swimming in the sea. Oh, for sure. If you go to to the beach and you go in the sea, 
you thinking of this film? Mm-hmm. Yep. The legacy is just it's, yeah. it's massive. No matter where you are as well, even if you're in this country. In Scarborough. In Scarborough. Like, for, for, <laughs> for your listeners and yourself, Scarborough is just a, a quite a shitty seaside resort oh, in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the equivalent of like a one-star hotel or something. Uh, yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm giving it a 10 to story. The direction, flawless. Flawless. I love all those camera angles where the camera is yeah. just placed just above the water. See, every yeah. moment the camera is by the water, you think, oh, Jaws is there. Jaws is just below the water. Jaws is going to be Yeah, there. and it's like you're a swimmer, like mm-hmm. from a swimmer's point of view. It puts you in that danger position. Yeah. Uh, it's terrifying. The, the music, which we mentioned earlier, John Williams, is flawless. Are you, giving, are you saying that you're giving it a 10 across the board? Not 10 across the board, because I, I think, although it's one of my favourite scenes where Quint is devoured by the shark, uh-huh. you, see, you see quite a lot of the shark as well, and it, it does look a bit rubbery. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's will. It's an easy moment. It doesn't hold up too closely to these big TVs and Blu-rays, and yeah. you, can see, you can see it's a bit rough around the edges. That shark. I have to say though, I still prefer it to CGI. Oh, same. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Can you imagine if they did CGI back in the seventies? How bad that would look. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh my god. Like pixelated. And- yeah, it would literally be just a pixelated shark. Oh my gosh. With no definition whatsoever, just pixels. (laughs) If they were to remake this now, though, I'd I'd be afraid it would just be a CGI blob. Yeah. Yeah. We're forever like studying off CGI on on our podcast. We're not a fan of CGI. Not really. I like a a little bit here and there, but fully reliant on CGI. It doesn't last long. No. Like, I. I, It looks dated. It's. Exactly. Like, I feel like the perfect example of that would be Evil Dead, like the remake, because they did so much practical. Most of it's practical, and like the CGI that is in it, you can't even tell that it's CGI because they did such a good job. Have either one of you seen the Evil Dead movie? Yes. And we watched the remake, and you absolutely shit your pants. Yeah, I did. That was at the upper end of your fear factor level, I think. All right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i haven't had the chance to check out that episode yet so i'm looking forward to listening to that we've one. not done an episode of that oh you haven't okay because i was just, like we've seen it we've seen it yeah oh, okay gore, gore is something that, that that you struggle with and that film has got a lot of gore as you know it's mm-hmm. a lot probably the goriest movie i've ever seen every yeah the whole evil dead franchise is just gore gore galore Yep. That would be a great podcast name. Yeah. We need to rebrand. Yeah. Re-brand. That's a good I one. I love that. Oh, why Damn it. So, what are you giving the quality? I'm going to give the quality nine and only knock it down one because I think obviously there's a lot of trouble with the shark. But then, if they didn't have the trouble with the shark, it forced Spielberg into the situation of being more creative, the barrels. Yeah. And but I'm going to give it a nine because there was the shark issues. I'm going to wholeheartedly be with you and give it a ten and a nine. Yeah. As well, because that's how I feel. Solid. Boom. 
Solid. I love it. What do you, what do you think? What do you think? Um, so I'm going to give the story a slightly lower rating. Just I'm only knocking it down by two. So I'm giving it an eight out of 10. And the only reason yes. I'm giving it an eight out of 10 is because of just some of the, the pacing. I just felt like some of it, as I stated before, I just feel some of it could have been taken out of the final product of the script. I just felt like there was a lot of, not a lot, but there were a few scenes where I was just like, okay, can this just be over already? You know, <laughs> I don't know. So aside from that, I think the story in itself is fantastic. I think it's an original, I think it's an original of its kind. It was the first of its kind, I feel like, in, in my opinion, as far as shark movies go, there had never been another shark movie like that before. So as far as the story goes, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. And uh, yeah, I think it's still fa a fantastic movie that the direction is great. Um, just, yeah, I love it. So, and I love, I also love the tension building and, you know, I'm all about slow burn. Don't get me wrong. Cause I feel like I'm, feel like I'm contradicting myself here. So let me, let me specify. I love slow burn when it has a purpose, like for example, like Midsommar and Hereditary, like those are both examples of slow burn, but I feel like they build towards something. And I, and I want to say that I feel like Jaws does that as well, but like I said, there's just scenes that just could use a little bit of trimming is all. <laughs> uh, that, that totally makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. and shout out to Hereditary because it is amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, Hereditary. Yes. I know. Um, oh, I need to mention, because you asked about favorite scene, and it oh, was yeah, really yeah. Um, so when you were talking about the, the, the two kids that are acting like with the fin, yeah, but yeah, then, but then the actual shark comes and there's the whole chaos scene, yeah, and then everyone's scrabbling to get out the water. There's a scene where there's two kids on a lilo, um, slightly overweight children, and they're like paddling, oh. and this guy just comes and like pushes them off the lilo and like gets on it, and he's like, he's like, swimming for his life, he's like, get off. He's and like, fuck kids. you guys. <laughs> yeah. And that, literally, I howled with laughter. And I actually made Phil rewind it. I missed it. Because I missed he missed it. it. I was like, you need to rewind that shit because that is hilarious. <laughs> That's my favorite scene. It's oh so my God, funny. I love that. There's another scene that I really love. It's where, uh, is it the Kitna boy? The boy? The boy's mother confronts Brody. Oh, yeah. And she's saying, you you knew there was a shark. You knew there was a girl killed on this beach last week. Yeah. And she slaps him across the face. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's a great scene. It's a good scene. Because, yeah. you know, Brody takes that hard. And it's in front of all these fishermen in the town. And she's probably dressed up for the occasion as well. She's got, like, the full veil on. The black veil. Like, yeah, she's like, I'm a grieving mother and you're... A fucking piece of shit. I also love Quint's opening scene where he scratches his hand down that chalkboard and he's going, I'll get you the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. And he's, Oh, yeah. That's a great scene. There's so many good moments. Promises, promises, Quint. Yeah, he didn't deliver, did he? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You're the piss. So you guys saying. <laughs> British like I've I've picked up some British slang since listening to you guys and I love it when you guys bring I love it when you guys say that term and you're like it's taking the piss I love it it's like one of my favorite things that you guys yes, yes, yes. You, yeah you're taking the mick out of someone yeah, yeah. Stop taking the piss you fucking asshole I'm always worried that we sound so we're, we're from Yorkshire in the north of England well yeah central we've got we've got that Yorkshire 
I, I was really worried. I was thinking today that I should consciously speak a bit slower because whenever we go to America, like, you're conscious that you're speaking quite quickly, but you can understand us, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. I haven't had an issue understanding you guys once through this, so. Yay. You guys oh, have been great. <laughs> I also really like the word wanka. You wanka. Oh, yes. <laughs> wanka. Yeah. Wanka. Wanka. Yeah. Wanka. Oh. Okay, we went off way off topic there for a minute. Okay. <laughs> We're having fun. We're having yes, fun. we are. This, I think yeah, this is some great banter. I'm I'm probably yes. gonna keep this all in here too because I love it. But uh <laughs> and the listeners are just gonna have to deal with it. Sorry guys. Well fucking yeah. Yeah. deal with it, you set of wankers. Wankers. If you're having a problem with this episode, you are a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh for my quality rating, I also gave it a 9 out of 10, just because I just feel, um, for the same reasons that you guys put, I feel like there's that one scene where Quint is getting killed by the shark, where I just was like, kind of, it did, it did kind of take me out of it in a sense, just because the shark looked a little off. But other than that, I felt like that scene was really brutal still. Like, I was just like, holy shit, this shark is tearing him to pieces i was like damn oh yeah in, in his acting his reaction to it is spot on oh yeah and, you know when it bites down and all the blood comes out of his mouth the sound effects of the chomping yeah, of the bone, it, the bone yeah. And... yeah it just looks great it it's cuts great. like close up of quint's face and he spits that blood out yeah there's so many good little quick cuts in there which it makes it work 100 oh, yeah looks so good and like just the you know the sh- shots that you do get of the shark throughout the film are just so good and also my sister made a comment when she was watching this she's like i really like the lighting in this movie i feel like the lighting in this movie is really good especially for like it being such an old movie i just feel like the quality is really good for an older it's not movie. Aged, does it? it looks really bright and colorful uh, and clear it's it's beautiful. It's well made. It's Spielberg and yeah. he knows how to make a film and it's really yeah. interesting you mentioned that because i feel like lighting and Things like that. We don't talk about those things enough. No, we really, don't. Because, <laughs> because it, you know, particularly having just done the Dracula episode, lighting is obviously a major, major part of that film, and yet we didn't mention it, and we should have done. But it, it, you know, that this is how you learn. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you should mention that because it, well, it, it does. That film's shadow and darkness, but this is this is broad daylight, mm-hmm. and it looks it looks beautiful that place. The whole. Yeah. from a cinematography sound standpoint it looks really really nice like i don't know they, they could release this film now and just say it's a period film mm-hmm. but it's, it's a modern movie made yeah. today and you, you buy it because it just looks like a modern film yeah oh yeah and the acting in this film is particularly great too from everybody involved i feel like everybody has a really great performance. Like even even if they're just well, aside from the what? <laughs> aside from that guy, and aside from the old bitch oh. who I rank as terrible. Um, yeah, aside from that, they're all great. I feel like everyone who lives in the town, you know, if you're not in the core cast, so like the old bitch, the old bastard. <laughs> <laughs> they're all really they're all really in Brody's face they're all really like pestering him and, and yeah. I, I think yeah. that's a choice that they're all annoying and loud and... no I think it is it's, it's a character trait but oh, yeah sure. so they're, all, they're all fussing around him aren't they? you know I love to hate I love to hate you love to hate these little bastards <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I think my favourite scene would probably have to be 
I don't know, just the first time you see the shark because uh, when Brody's just leaned over like the side and you just get that glimpse of the shark come up behind him, it's just so effective. Even after watching it, you know, 10 million times, it still gets that like effect out of you. It gets that feeling of like, oh God, shit, you know? And you know, like after you watch it more than once, you know what's coming, but still I just even watching it just recently, like I was like, Oh, holy shit. <laughs> the shark has made its appearance. Bruce is here, <laughs> but Lewis, I call Laura Lou sometimes. Laura was playing with the new kitten and that scene was coming up. Laura, Laura, pay attention, pay attention. It's, yeah. it's, the, yeah, it's the shark reveal. Yeah. I feel like uh, that would have been a better, best scene for me to pick than when that guy shoves those two kids off the lilo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. That was the part that just really made me roar with laughter. I loved it. It is funny. It's funny. so funny. It's really fun. Well, and then there's also a shout out for the the first scene as well. The, the first girl on the beach. That's oh, great. The opening's oh. fantastic. Oh so yeah, because the opening I feel like sets the tone for the rest of the movie. So, just that opening scene, I feel like out of everything is probably the most memorable part of this movie in my opinion. I just. I don't know. I just feel like it's so effectively done and it's done very well. Mm. So. It's brutal. That, that girl, you know, she's a young, beautiful girl having fun with her friends and you just see her getting yanked around in the sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great opener. I love that. It's good. Well, now that we're mentioning that opening scene again, I did want to bring up something else um, real quick. I thought it was odd that when she's at the party, she is sitting all by herself. Like she's not sitting with anyone else at the beach. She's sitting like off on a hill, like probably 15 feet away from everybody. And it's just like, if this girl's as promiscuous as she seems, like it she, it kind of made it seem like she was just the very shy girl that's like, oh, I'm, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the outcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then she gets all like, she's all for getting frisky with this guy all of a sudden. It's like, I don't know. It was just, it was kind of odd to me that yeah. she was sitting off by herself and not, engaging with anybody i don't know yeah she because she kind of initiates that doesn't she mm-hmm. like he doesn't even really know her name he doesn't really no, know he doesn't she, he yeah. says what's you no know, is it like cassie or yeah Chris, like chrissy, chrissy. chrissy yeah and, um, yeah he just runs after it and as soon as they're running down that um you know the beach you just think this is a bad idea i've got a good uh trivia fact about that girl oh god when she was auditioning for this role, she had a Polaroid photograph of herself naked, and she put it she put it in a book and gave it to the casting director. So he opens this book up and sees, oh, oh she's gosh. she's a good looking girl. She is the slutty shark. She oh. Can we give her the slutty shark award? What absolute I, I, I think the casting director was asking people to come and take the clothes off. I think that was part of the casting. Wow. She turns up the picture and they were passing it around Spielberg and everyone. Look at this picture. God, the 70s. Well, she got the role by revealing her naked body, but then she nearly probably broke her back by being (laughs) dragged around in the ocean. (laughs) She's like 80 (laughs) 80 years old and has freaking multiple sclerosis multiple sclerosis she's like yeah it all started because i was in a movie for jaws definitely wasn't worth flashing my tits for a movie 
she's like she's like but i still she's like boozed out of her mind and like fucking like smoking a cigarette on a on a leather couch in a decrepit house and she's like but i do still have this polaroid picture that's the only thing that to remember it by (laughs) i had the best tits in amitsville until they got old and saggy and this is where i'm at now 80 years old in debt in a wheelchair <laughs> and she floats around and goes did it did it did it oh god so now on to the least favorite scene so what is your guys's least favorite scene you know what there's so many good scenes i've really struggled to think of a scene that i think's bad I mean, there's scenes that I maybe enjoy less than others, but yeah, there's no real stinkers in there, is there? Like, I don't think so. Like you were saying, you, you maybe cut things out for like pacing and things, but yeah, yeah. The well, everywhere. There's there's nothing that stands out as being terrible. Yeah, me either. Like I I honestly don't have one because I was like when I got down to it, I was just like. Mm. There isn't like a terrible scene in this movie. There is there there's just not a terrible scene. It's just like I said, just cutting down a little bit could have benefited a little bit like slightly, but it, it doesn't affect the movie at all. Can so. I mention a scene that's that's um it doesn't add anything to the film massively, but mm-hmm. it's awesome where Brody's having his meal with his kid. And, the, and his little son's copying everything oh, he does. Oh, yeah, yeah. It yeah. doesn't add anything to the film, really. But And you could chop that straight away. But it's such a nice little moment. Oh, and he asked him for a kiss. And then he tells it, he says, get out of here. Because he's had a rough day at work. Yeah, it's so yeah. It's such it's, a nice. It's not terrible, but it could go. But it adds to little, little. You like Brody's an everyday man. Yeah. He loves his kids. It's a nice little scene. But does it add anything? No, not really. I think it just adds more of like a, um, camaraderie between the father and son. It gives you more of like, I don't know, a really nice character development moment between the two. So then you kind of you kind okay. of root for, you know, when when the when Michael is in danger, you're like, oh shit, like this is not going to go well. And then, you know, it's just, you're invested. I feel like you're invested in the characters and I feel like that scene kind of helps you become more invested with their characters and whatnot. So. Yeah. 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 But if it was gone, yeah. you wouldn't miss it massively. Yeah. But it's a lovely scene. And, and, I, and yeah. I, I fully agree with you, Michael. It does, you know, it makes you see Brody as the nice family man, and he's got he's got something to lose. It's so that you uh, you will it you want him to survive the shark at the end, and you don't want the yeah. little kid to get eaten by the shark when he's on the beach on his own. Absolutely, when he's singing, "Do you know the muffin man?" Like a fucking lunatic, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but um, I guess on a final note, so this movie was rated an eight out of ten like on IMDb from what I saw, do you guys think that's a fair rating for this film? Do you guys think it should be higher or lower than an eight out of 10? I think it's in the right ballpark. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I could give it a highest. I wouldn't go lower. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go lower than that. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. No. I wouldn't give it a 10 though. I don't I'd, I'd be happy with giving it a nine. Yeah, I think I'd give it a, maybe a nine or an 8.5. If the IMDb yeah. score was nine, I'd be like, yeah. That makes sense. But I think I think eight, like you said, it's in the right ballpark. Yeah. yeah, 
I think I would stick with the solid eight. I think it's, I think it's a great rating for a classic film. So I think eight out of 10 is a perfect rating for that film. So I'm going to give an 8.5 just (laughs) just because I'm being (laughs) just to shake things up a little bit. (laughs) It's a great film. It's a great film. When when we struggle to think of a scene that's terrible, that says to me it's a good, it's a good idea. Yeah, 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 definitely. Very true. I like, I like that point. I feel like that's, you're very right on the money with that, Phil. So yeah, great film. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about Jaws before we wrap it up? I think I think we've covered. I think we've been exhausted. <laughs> I would say if you're new, new to Jaws, the Jaws franchise, I'd watch Jaws and not bother with any of the sequels. Yeah, just, just watch this one. This is I don't. One. I don't think they ever needed any other sequels. That's the issue with these like big movies that come out. I just feel like some of them didn't need a sequel. To begin with i don't know i can see why they did it because you know how much money jaws made it, you know it's right. money yeah sequel money but don't bother watching those films yeah terrible see, films yeah and see i always have an issue with that because the horror genre specifically i've always had an issue with the fact that these big studios will put out like shitty movies just because they make so much money and that to me has always kind of irked me in a way because I just feel like there's so many talented, you know, people that have such fresh ideas and such good things to bring to the table, but yet we're still making these films that are, you know, being recycled over and over and over and they make so much money. And so they keep making them. And it's just, I don't know. It just frustrates me because it's like, I just feel like there's so many more good films out there that could be. Yeah. Shout out to Shout out to Disney, by the way, who, uh, So for the listeners, I was talking to Phil and Laura about this kind of concept that I wanted to do. So going forward, I think I might want to start, you know, with people that come onto the show that have like unique little things that they throw into their podcast that kind of sets it apart. I think it'd be kind of fun to have, you know, you like Phil and Laura, you guys, you know, do the body bag awards. So I was thinking that might be fun to incorporate into mine, kind of like a crossover thing. I thought, yeah, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Like we'll listen to, you'll do episodes of other people, other podcasts. And I think that's such a cool way to introduce themes and little ideas from other shows. Yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah. So do you guys want to um, start off the body bag award? So, when we do the body bag award, I've sent you the jingle, which is my proudest achievement in life. It's yes, it's really good. I love it. <laughs> it's the best thing about our podcast. It's not the best podcast in the world. It's not the worst, but the jingle <laughs> is good. So we've got a list here for the body bag award. And my list says there's seven or eight deaths. If you include Pippet. <laughs> Eaten off screen. <laughs> We've got Chrissy, the swimmer from the start of the movie. We've got Alex Kittner, the boy eating on the raft. Eva mentions the tiger shark. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He's not getting the body by award. Ben Gardner, the head on the boat. Oh, the head, yeah. The estuary victim, the leg. The pond victim. The pond victim, shall we yeah. say, with the tennis shoe. Quint. Big, big name. And then finally, Bruce, the shark. Ooh. So have you got an honorable mention, Michael? Okay. Um, 
I or think should we say honorable munchin. Munchin. Ooh, that's clever. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's very clever. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. We're just wow. coming up with such good puns today, aren't we? <laughs> what a wanker. <laughs> um, I think my honorable mention would probably have to be Bruce for sure, because that death is just so like the way he blows up and you just get that like catapult of just blood raining into the air. And then you see pieces of him just floating down to the bottom of the ocean. I love that scene. And then as far as um, my favorite death in the whole movie, I would have to say Chrissy at the beginning, just because you don't see any blood, but it, it kicks off the entire movie and it's just such a intense scene. And so like scary, I think I find that scene terrifying because it's just you do it's what you don't see that's more terrifying than what you do see. So for for me, I think definitely the death goes for me to Chrissy. So it's a strong it's a strong uh, nominee for the body bag. Laura? I am wholeheartedly agreeing with Michael that Bruce deserves an honorable mention. I think it's Munchin. Munch. Uh, an honorable <laughs> mention. Stop, stop milking that. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, yeah. It gets an honourable mention. Um, and, yeah, Chrissy is my body bag award. I'll, mi- I'll mix it up slightly with my honourable mention for Quint, because Quint needs a shout-out as well. Yeah. We've honestly mentioned how good that scene is. Yeah. And, yeah, I think Chrissy is going to get the, <gasps> the body Chrissy! Whoop, whoop, whoop. Well done, Chrissy. And she, uh, you know, the, she gets the Slutty Shark Award as well. Double winner this week. There we go. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. If um one thing came out of this for Chrissy, she, she at least got the you know body bag award. You know, yeah. I mean, she might have you know for never ending back problems for the rest of her life, and you know maybe she didn't do a single successful role after that movie, but you know she got the body bag award on a podcast. So there you go. She's winning. <laughs> She's winning. <laughs> Hashtag winning. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But uh, yeah, I I love how we were all like on sync with that. We all voted the Chrissy death. Ugh. Yeah, it's just that like initial like shock factor. Like it kicks off a great movie with a fantastic scene yeah. and a fantastic kill from an unseen beast. It's it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. Um, so yeah, that uh. Yeah, that'll wrap up our discussion for Jaws. But before we go, do you guys want to plug in your social media so the listeners can know where to find you? Laura, I've got it written here. Do you want to read it, Laura? No. I'll do it. I'll, I'll t- <laughs> we struggle to even like promote Just ourselves. Just fucking do it. If you want to email us, it's the Horror Project Podcast at hotmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. If you're looking for the Horror Project Podcast, you'll find us. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Buzzsprite, and Deezer. And that's yeah. it. Thank you very and, much. Um, well, I was going to ask you off, off air, but yes, we would love to have you on one of our episodes. Yes. And I think it's only right we possibly talk about Piranha 3D. I'm all for that. <laughs> I'm all for that. Like, I'm so excited for that. So yes, I would love to come on your guys' show. I was, oh, I, was wow. I was wondering when you guys were going to ask. I was like... Oh, my <laughs> God. This is the only reason he's asked us. No, we asked no, him. Oh. No. <laughs> I, w- I mean... He's swag. I you mean, slutty I- little shark. 
You little wanker. <laughs> I was I was a little bit disappointed that on your vote on your Instagram, which was really cool to watch, by the way. I yeah. was disappointed that Brianna didn't win. Because I got the Blu-ray. Yeah. We haven't watched it yet. But oh, really to do that oh no, we need to do that. We'll pencil that in, but we'll yes. do it. Obviously, yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's plan a time off the record, and we can. Uh, yes, yeah, we yes, can, uh, for sure. Well, we've got our January sewn up, so February, we would love to have you on. We'd love and it. Do that. Yes, I would love that. Um, I'm yeah. so excited. I'm, and thank you again. A big thank you to you guys because I really, really appreciate that you guys wanted to come on and like be on this episode and I'm so honored that you guys wanted to come on to my episode being the first guest episode that you guys have ever done that you wanted to come on to mine and that means a lot to me because I don't know when I when I came back to do you know my episodes again I wasn't quite sure if people would want to guest host on the podcast because as we were discussing earlier like earlier on before we even started talking about Jaws I'm not somebody that can hold a podcast on my own I'm just I'm better when I can bounce off people and so just when I was getting back into it, I wasn't sure if people were going to be keen on, you know, doing guest episodes just because they've got their own shit going on. So when you guys wanted to, you know, when you guys were on board to do it, I was just so over the moon. So thank you guys. Big thank you to you both. Oh, we've loved it. Yeah, we were, I was thrilled to be asked, to be honest, because you've been doing it a lot longer than we have. And yeah, it was just a really nice message out of the blue. I was like shocked, really, that someone would... <laughs> want us to be on there it's been, it's been the best Saturday night we've had in so long yeah it's been lovely oh, it's meeting been you great. so good can you see behind us we've got a little map of the world oh I love that you'll have to so you'll have I, to make a pin for uh coming to visit Utah at some point when the yes. sucks off <laughs> I was so. looking at Utah and going oh my god you're so far away so far so far I away. So old. Like, oh, isn't the internet good? And you can talk to people really <laughs> far away. Right. <laughs> thank God for thank God for Zoom and Skype and all that because God, yeah. can you imagine how much worse it would be for people in this time, like with with the pandemic and stuff, not being able to communicate like, you know, wirelessly and shit. That would just uh-huh. It helps a lot. It does help. And doing stuff like yeah. this is just been so much fun. Well, oh, you, you just put us at complete ease. It's been fabulous. <sighs> good. Because so good. that is like the one thing that I wanted to make sure that, you know, having people on, I wanted to make sure that everyone was comfortable. Everyone's having a good time. Like, I don't want it to be like this stressful atmosphere. So I'm really happy to hear you guys say you liked it. So, yay. <laughs> oh, we've, we've, I felt like I could be my complete self tonight. Uh, it's yeah. probably detrimental to your um, podcast. But no, I think it. <laughs> I think it makes it more entertaining and more fun for not just us as like podcast hosts, but like the listeners as well. I feel like the listeners are really going to enjoy this episode. So, yeah, I I'm excited. The podcasts yeah. I enjoy listening to most have that kind of vibe. You know, just friends having a chat, having a laugh. Yeah. And I think, I I think it's, I think that's a fun thing to do is just to have people on. And, you know, I feel like the fun thing about having people on every week is you get, you know, different points of view, different backgrounds, you know, because horror is so subversive that I just feel like everybody has different opinions. And I just feel like that's so much fun to like bring all those different opinions to the table and have a, a good like conversation about it. So I think your listeners as well. Obviously, they'll be a fan of you, but they'll enjoy seeing how you interact with different people. So each yeah. one's vibe, it'd be good. 
Definitely. Yeah. I listened to, I can't remember who it was. You were with uh, an Australian guy. Oh, Daniel Craig from the Creepy Crap podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. And obviously he brought a different vibe than we brought. And it's, yeah. it's so interesting seeing how each one of the different, I think it's a good idea. I think you should stick with that. Yeah, I yeah, I think it's I think it's been really fun so far and it's I I really like the whole voting thing too and I feel like people have been so I feel like people have been so gung ho about it because that was another thing that when I was thinking about it when I was on my break I was like I don't know, I don't know if people would actually want to, you know, participate with that. I don't know. And then like when I did it for the first time like everybody was just jumping in and it was just so much fun to see people kind of banter with each other in the comments and you know it was just a good time so i'm really happy that you guys are a part of that as well and i just think it makes for a much more interesting experience for not just people that get to participate in it but for us as well because then it's like oh we don't know which movie we're gonna get until like after the poll is over because then it's like oh okay that's cool so yeah yeah it was really cool watching the uh, the poll on the day. Was, oh, all the comments. <laughs> it's good. It's a good idea. It's, you should stick with that. It's great. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I, I really love and appreciate everything you guys do on your podcast as well. I find it, I just find you guys so engaging to listen to. I told you, I told you the other day, Phil, I was like, don't take this the wrong way, Phil, but you have a very, very nice voice like for podcasting. I mean, Laura, you do too. Like you guys both have a very nice voice, but I find, I find Phil's voice just very like relaxing for some reason. Like I was just like, I feel very chill right now. just listening to you guys talk. And so it's so strange you should say that because I find it really grating. (laughs) Like, just like, oh, just like whining all the time, just pouring in shit. <laughs> On a serious note, I, I find my own voice and accent really embarrassing. I'm a bit ashamed. No. I don't actually like my own voice. So to get Nobody a compliment, to get, does, though. To get no. a compliment, though, is really nice. It's good. Nobody does. No one likes their own voice, do they? It's yeah. something I'm a little bit self-conscious about. So to get a compliment, it's, it's nice. It's it. lovely, yeah. yeah. Well, good. I'm, gl- I'm glad that... I could make you feel better because I hate my voice too. Like when I first started the podcast, I was like, Ooh, do I really sound like that? Like the first episode that I did, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore, Roman. I don't like the way I sound. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, once you, the more you do it, I feel like you get pretty used to it. So. Yeah. I think we're getting there. We're sort of getting into the groove. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was an honor and a privilege having you guys on, and I can't wait to do future episodes with you. And I also can't wait for you guys to come to America and vice versa. I will come. I will gladly come to Yorkshire and visit you guys there too. Oh so. God, it's so boring. Don't come. <laughs> no, it's not. It's beautiful. You should come. Yeah. When yeah. we get out of this, when we get out of this lockdown, there's so much to see here. It's great. Ooh, yeah. We'll see that away. Yeah. Looking Fingers crossed for yeah. 2021. Fingers crossed. Yes. Oh, thank you guys again for ha- for being on. It was just so fun. I really enjoyed it. Anytime, so. anytime. But um, in closing, do you guys want to sign off with me and say goodbye to all the listeners? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So um, yeah, that was Jaws, and yeah, please check out Phil and Laura at the Horror Project podcast. You can find them on Instagram, Twitter, and their email. So yeah, go check them out and uh, we will see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye guys.